Hello, and welcome to a very special, weird, all-new newscast edition of the Scratchcast. I am Jonathan Schnabel, the Tetris Dork, and along with me today are Don East. Hey. And Ryan Mead. Hello there. And by special, I mean this is going to be a new experiment kind of thing. This is we're separating this podcast into two separate flavors. One, the main line would be all features and all that jazz and you know, all the scratch pad crew. And then another separate news all news cat cast that is supposed to be a little bit more timely. By timely I mean like recorded and shipped off released within the next seventy two two hours to four days. So, and we like to begin with the biggest news of all. Derpy speaking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> From animation error to supporting character. Yes, the fans have truly left their mark on My Little Pony. Although the reaction from Twitter in regards to Derpy speaking... Yes, it is a very interesting reaction. Some of us, there's a lot of reaction, you know, in the vein of OMG, Derpy spoke, this is amazing. But there's also some reaction in the form of, this is extremely offensive to the mentally handicapped. And I gotta say to that, bull crap. Because you know what? Why just now, in years of characters in animation who are dumb, idiotic, like Ed from Ed and Eddie, Peter Griffin, who is ret- labeled retarded. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Goofy from Disney. Yeah. They're all idiots who do do clumsy stuff, do this, are complete idiots, speak dumb, all this, and no one gives a crap. Yet when a female character that does the same exact thing is a only a minute, lordy, 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 let's call, let's go PC on their asses. Yes. Well, we only assume Derpy is female because the fans, the backstory that the fans have created for Derpy claims that she is female. Um. Uh, uh, no, because she is female because she's of the. F- because that's the female, a.k.a. male, body type. Oh, I see. Alright. There's male ponies that have an obviously different design. Uh, I see. Are I'm... all Pegasuses female, or are all no, females no, Pegasi? Or... No, there were male Pegasi during the... Uh, during um, the episode involving um, Rainbow Dash was trying to be the world's fastest. I see. I was just curious since I'm oh, I've haven't really delved into the My Little Pony universe as much as everyone else has, though I do hope to sometime. No more. I'm not that well versed either. Probably a little bit more versed, but not okay. fully. Although I did like um what Deadly Ray tweeted to me that um the fandom because I was interested in seeing the fandom reaction. 
reason why we're covering this first is because of the fan reaction. It's just because he said to me in response, it's like they were expecting Idris Elba to voice Derpy. In certain, like, people of the fandom. Which led me to thinking, you know what, I want to see My Little Pony read up to do um, audio from, with audio from The Wire. Hmm. It'll be interesting. I've already seen, like, a uh, My Little Pony... Remember that Nicolas Cage, that uh, fan, vi like, this mashup video from two years, about, like, 18 months ago? Which is, like, a, a mixed video of, of scenes of Nicolas Cage just losing his mind on screen? Not surprisingly, there already is a, a My Little Pony um, wire mashup. Ooh, nice. I still need to see that see the wire. But, but remember, I do not have HBO. Yes. Although but I, I figure, since there's a My Little Pony mashup for everything, I figured somebody already got on that, and I was correct in that assumption. Yep. I will now watch that. But I believe the big, but in all seriousness, the big news that we didn't even mention in the last podcast, but it is a big deal, was the whole feeling of Sopa and Pippa, which went down last week and went down great and weird. Yes. Like, even though it's more of a tech issue, it is an entertainment issue because everybody is just in the entertainment industry almost pretty much supports Soap on Pippa. Yes. Uh, actually, only businessmen in the entertainment industry support it. Yes. Even people speak about it. Uh, okay, go. Yes. Yeah, but considering that um, Disney, Time Warner, uh, Sony... Uh, Universal, um, the and their, the MPAA, the RIAA, the Entertainment Software Association for a time that they did withdraw their support uh, Friday about like a couple of days ago as of this recording. So, and the bills are apparently dead, but yes, the. Thing is, it was just every. It's a mixture of everything of old, like the old ways of enforcing copyright law against pretty much the new merging tech. Yes, and I see now. Deadline Hollywood put out a headline because of the fact that um, they were big supporters of it, and um, the government is basically against it. Um, most of the, the MPAA and most of the, um, well, not the MPAA itself. They released a statement saying it was a dangerous gimmick, not accepting it. But it appears that a lot of people in the entertainment industry are no longer going to donate to the Obama campaign because of this. So. Considering the White House was actually fully against. Yes, so they Pepper, were. Uh, basically due to their warding. Which is the exactly. main reason why everyone wants to get soap on Peppa. We exactly. We hate piracy. It's just that when you're warded to the point where you could affect everyone, where you can, like having like an, a Skype avatar of of an animated character, 
Exactly. Create. It just seems wrong. Yes. I think perhaps the reaction to this and perhaps what the future holds, we've talked a number of times about how um, people are gradually shifting from old media to new media, and it usually takes them a long time. For the music industry, it was iTunes that basically turned the tide. For the film industry in general, there was the famous Betamax case where the government argued that it was not illegal to tape movies and television shows for your own personal use, and basically the film industry just started selling films on home video after that. It's hard to say at this point, but I think that this could be the turning point in that case, like probably, perhaps not now, but gradually, just as it is right now with things like Netflix and Hulu, the entertainment industry is probably going to continue to find ways to put their entertainment online at an affordable price or make it easily accessible in some way so that they can make as much profit as they can because as iTunes and everything has taught us you can't stop piracy 100% but if you make it easy to find and affordable people are going to support it so hopefully the entertainment industry has learned at least a bit of a lesson from this exactly um, although Probably it's also a double-way street. Yes. Because it's also there's there, because 24 hours after the big Sopa Pippa protest where Wikipedia and Reddit went literally just went dark and pro prohibit like access to their sites as did are two of the biggest websites amongst a huge internet po protest against Sopa and Pippa. The Department of Justice went went after Mega Upload in a big way. Yes. And I'm assuming y'all know what Mega Upload is. Mega Upload is a website where you can store. It's a locker website where you can store files and you can share it to other people. It, but the thing is, it was. It's also one of the mainly used. Highly pirated st stuff on there. Yes. Who has used it? Let's be honest. There's probably not a lot of people who say they use Mega Upload. Well, there probably is a lot of people. But in my experience, Mega Upload was piracy. Yes. I read the entire 72-page indictment um, last night, and the evidence in there, if it can be backed up, is pretty damning. They comment a lot about the fact that um, that Mega Upload themselves um, tr um, tried to make themselves look like a legit site, even though it was quite obvious they were pirating things. They were actually paying... Um, the top uploaders, they had like a system, the, the more hits you got, the more money you made, and of course the most popular in these cases were pirated content. And there were emails sent back and forth between um, basically the founder, Kim.com, and other co-conspirators, I guess you could say, um, looking for pirated content.
content and such and also distributing it between themselves and there was even one email that um, they joked about the fact that they were pirates or at least um, assisting pirates. I forget what the exact quote was like but it was like well if we're not pirates then we're helping pirates ship their wares or something like that. So. <laughs> oh man. But it's even stranger is the is the guy who found it mega upload. Yes, the aforementioned Kim.com. Um, Maybe Kim Sch- Schmidt. He's yes. an hacker. AKA Kim Tim Jim Vester and a number of other aliases with a number of bank accounts around the world, um, which, if he is found guilty, he will have to surrender to the U.S. government along with, a yeah. bunch of, along with a bunch of assets from his New Zealand mansion and the, um, I guess, the estates of the other conspirators, which include a number of 82-inch and 105-inch TVs, a number of fancy artwork and such, a oh. bunch of international bank accounts, and a bunch of fancy cars with interesting license plates such as God, Police, and some other unusual I'm ones. reading it right now from Gizmodo. The, um, they have a list of all of it. There's a 2010 Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes-Benz E63 AMG with the license plate number Stoned. Yes. Um, there's another um, Benz, a 2010 ML63 with Guilty. Mafia on a 2009 Benz ML63. Um, Police is on a uh, 2011 Benz, Benz G55. Um, Hacker is on a 2010 Benz CL63. Um, the I'm trying to find the God one. Okay, the there is a um, actually a one black draw top Phantom that has the license plate God. Man, it's it sounds really shady and Yes, definitely. And anonymous will not be reasoned. Yeah. As of this moment they are attacking everyone. Yes. Like immediately after they um like almost as soon as Mega Upload went down and by down we mean down like you can't even access it. They went after the Department of Justice website, the FBI's website, the RIAA's website, the MPAA website, and it's just been reported that um, Anonymous has just deleted CBS.com. Wow. And took down the Universal's website. Yeah. Like, literally, they delete, according to Gizmodo, they say, Anonymous... Reports are coming in that they have completely knocked out CBS.com and are continuing their revenge spree. The CBS takedown wasn't your regular DDoS attack, which is what the Department of Justice website and the FBI takedown was. Because if you went to CBS.com at the time and not attacked it, there was nothing except an index page with a single file. That's it. Basically, Anonymous gained access to CBS.com and deleted, in capital, everything. Wow. And they have just took down UniversalMusic.com. Yes. This is a strange thing because. Yes. I don't know. Like I can't want to support Anonymous. Is just 
Yes. And uh, they're also showing that they turned it, um, they took down Vivendi's website, and that uh, Vivendi is a French conglomerate which used to own Universal. They own Universal which... Music, and they own uh, Activision. Yes, um, and there's a picture here of what they replaced it with. Anonymous Belgium, France, Vivendi, accused of an act of censorship and high spirit treason against the spirit of the Internet. By participating in the lobbying culture, Vivendi is guilty of undemocratic pressure from the government and is directly responsible for active war brought by the FBI against community of the Internet. Mega upload return anyway. Universal will not win. We are anonymous. We are not legion. Really? We do not forgive. We do not forget. Expect us. Okay. And now they're and they're also suggesting that um, Anonymous is going to attack Xbox Live. There's a Xbox Live could be next. Mm. Didn't they have a big pro? Or, no, that was the PlayStation Network. Yes. That's right. There was a big. Yeah, that was the PlayStation hat uh, attack yes. on the PlayStation Network that took it down for a month. Yes. But cons but it's going to be strange if they do attack um, Xbox Live because it, I don't I remember Microsoft support is now they are against Sopa Peppa or or is this still continuing the response of Mega Upload? I'm sorry, they lost my support. Although yes. I did find their Mega Upload song funny. Yes, it's bizarrely catchy in an unusual sort of way. What, do you have any opinion on this, Don, or? Uh, I don't. Uh, some people are saying that this is all part of some conspiracy to goad Anonymous into doing that to just bullshit the support for... I don't know, but oi. Like, Bose's support for higher internet security and whatnot. Yeah, the, oh, the mass conspiracy that Anonymous is just helping out companies. But, ugh. Although, I can't find anyone who would support a company that paid Kim Kardashian to say, I love Mega Upload. <laughs> Seriously, that song was just... Yes. But there are people, including myself in the past, that use Mega Upload as a way to send files to people. Yes. Yeah, and I do understand that. It's, there is, it is some legit stuff with Mega Upload, but... I just don't... The thing is, I only used it to download stuff, and I didn't... So let's just uh, try to say this the best I can without busting myself in the ass. Yes. Interestingly, Kotaku is also reporting that, among other things, Kim.com was and still remains the number one multiplayer player in Modern Warfare for 3. So, not that that means anything, but I guess... Um, his wealthy playboy lifestyle include a lot included a lot of video gaming as well. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the photo, the photos of Gizmo, uh, the uh, dude who of Kim.com. He's like, 
Holy crap, it's like I'm almost tempted to just put a cover of all this. <laughs> Let's see, he... He were... He... He lit... It's a guy who lived a Playboy lifestyle. Yes. And it's like, wow. Oh, yes, that was one of the things that they were mentioning in the indictment. Um, um, besides all the money that they transferred between the various bank accounts, they also have five listings of yacht rentals that that were that the money came from one of Kim.com's um, blanket companies. Um which owned a percentage of Mega Upload, ranging from six hundred sixteen thousand to three and a half million dollars. <laughs> oh man! Holy. This guy. I'm looking at the um, seized photos now. It's just ah, that's a, a, the um one of Benz's that had the mafia. The hacker, the CEO car. <laughs> he even owned, Harry, the guy's even owned like a pink cat convertible. Oh, oh yes, he cat. owned a 1957 pink Cadillac. <laughs> that is. From a what? For owning a website? They, they get, the mega upload guys bought cars. Yes. Let's see. Here. I'm just going to go quickly through them. Some of these are his. Some of these are Finn Batados. But this is all the cars. 2010 Maserati. 2009 Benz. 2005 Benz. License plate good. 2004 Benz. License plate evil. 2010 Benz. License plate CEO. 2008 Rolls Royce. License God. 2010 Benz. License Stone. 2010 Mini Cooper. License V. 2010 Benz. Um, license Guilty. 07 Benz. License Kim Com. 09 Benz. License Mafia, 10 Toyota, License Wow, 11 Benz, License Police, 11 Toyota, Harley Davidson Motorcycle, 10 Benz, License Hacker, 05 Benz, 05 Benz, 1957 Cadillac Eldorado, 1959 Cadillac Convertible, 06 Benz, 2010 Mini Cooper, License Plate T, 1989 Lamborghini, 2011 Benz, 2009 Benz. The Hank. Let's just say, they know how to spend money. Yes. And I'm kind of envious because I want one of those cars. Yes. Especially since I can't drop, since my car is that, that no starter. I wonder, is the government going to auction them off or something? Or are they just going to keep them for their own personal use? Oh, because Apparently the uh, the Rolls Royce fan that has um, the license plate uh, guide on it. Is uh, maybe is is on a listing uh, for Carjam, the New Zealand equivalent for um, Carfax. Mm. So, although they, it may look like they are going to sell. Yes. It'll be awesome if they could, you know, bring it here. Yes. So yeah, that that on the mega upload stuff. We'll play you the song at the end. So yes, but let's move on to the discussion of the 
what we touched upon in episode seven as quasi rumor or rumor quasi fact, which became official fact Thursday with the DC Comics logo, or aka the rebranding of DC Entertainment with that weird sticker peeling logo. Yes. It and they again it from what has been known it looks better in color. It definitely does. What's uh, interesting is that they had th- six like three D lo- like three D animated logos. Yes. One of them is the Watchmen logo because there's rumors that they're doing a Watchmen two or Watchmen prequel, and it's going to appear on everything, all of DC Comics starting in March. And who know? I think. I don't know if it's going to appear in the entertainment on like movies and TV shows because they haven't yet fully announced DC Nation yet. Still, yes. Like, when will they announce DC Nation now? Now that they have the new logo, I used to think you know we would normally have timing on this. I'm just not a big fan of that. Maybe when the upfronts come along um, in, like, March, or I think we said the kid cable upfronts were, maybe they'll announce something then. Who knows? But... Well, it's supposed to be rumored to be launching in March. Yeah, okay. So we'll so, see. What well, happens. it better launch soon with Marvel Universe and all. Yes, yeah. definitely. It'll be weird seeing, you know, these. Hey, we came up with a fully branded comic, kitty comic brand. It's like, well, we debuted it first. But, um, who knows? Any of you have any opinions on the new logo now? Now it's official and seeing it in color? Well, the variants are kind of clever. Oh, yeah. Or the interesting thing is they debuted, like, the main thing they showed it off with was a mock-up iPhone app. Yes. Where it's just, where it's the DC, like, the Green Lantern variant, which is green and glowing, and when you peel peel it back, or, you know, swipe it like an iPhone, like an iPhone app, it peels off to reveal Green Lantern. Yes. That'll be interesting to see that in the future. Yes. A lot, a lot of people have been kind of warming up. Comics Alliance had a uh, the review on it, you know, analyzed it from a graphic designer case. I know Jeff Harris did a couple of mock-ups when the new logo was still rumorized. And yes. Man, we are... St- but. And he also pointed out that it's very close to the logo from Discovery History, among other things. Yes, but. the U- uh, UK network. Oh. Yes. But hey, it's DC. Yes. Um, but sticking around with the Warner Brothers, sticking around in company, Warner Brothers did announce a new um, creator for... Uh, Announced a writer director for the new Bone movie. Yes, I'm kind of interested in this mainly because I have not read Bone. Like I've read 
bits and pieces here and there. It's just I never fully sunk my teeth into it. As have any of you? I have. I, I love Bone. It's a great graphic novel. It lives up to all the hype that has gotten over the years. I read the whole thing, I think, last year, and I really, really like it. So this is on my list alongside uh, Phineas and Ferb on things that are awesome source material. Don't screw this up, Hollywood. Uh, basically, if you don't know, Bone is a very popular uh, independent graphic novel that was uh, written, drawn, and also self-published by Jeff Smith over the course of basically 15 years it, as a... Yeah, sorry. No problem. Do what you need to. It was also released by uh, So Classic in the U.S. Yes, they released a colorized version a couple years ago, which is very nice. And um, basically, it's about these three... Um, bizarre cartoon-looking characters, one of whom is somewhat mild-mannered, one of whom is somewhat clumsy, like the sort of character Don was talking about while we were talking about Derpy. And the other, my personal favorite, he's sort of like late Chuck Jones' Daffy Duck. He's a, basically, he's a jerk, and he's very greedy, and he only wants what he, uh, want, what he wants, which usually gets him into trouble. And at the start of the story, they have been indeed run out of town, thanks to one of his crazy schemes. They eventually make their way into a village and find a whole lot of unusual characters. There's a lot of humor, a lot of action. Jeff Smith himself once called it Looney Tunes meets Lord of the Rings, which I think is pretty apt. Uh, Nickelodeon was supposed to make a film back in the late 1990s. I have a very interesting quote on that, which I'm going to read oh, later. Yeah, because I remember it was because of Disney Adventures. Yes, it, yes, they had they reprinted some of the bones in Disney Adventures back in the early 90s, which is where I I first saw it, but I I was never really into it then, but anyway, Warner Brothers has had the rights since 2008, and they it's been kind of languishing. They've been doing some screen tests and such. Um, and Jeff Smith himself has been closely involved with this since he owns the rights to the Bone franchise outright since he self-published it, and he's very protective of it. But basically, they have a writer, a director, and an animation house now. Uh, the writer is Patrick Sean Smith, who has mostly done sort of tween drama and he such. He created Greek for ABC Family. Yes, he created Greek. Um, the director is PJ Hogan, an Australian director who, among other things, did the live-action Peter Pan a couple of years ago. And the animation house is Animal Logic, which also did a happy feat for Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. As well as their Owl movie, Legends of the Guardian. Legends of the Guardian. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm just going to read this quote from Jeff Smith here, which amuses me, because this is how a film would be done wrong. I mean, this is what I, um, everyone fears would happen to their film, and it almost happened to Bone. I can only hope that, um, that with Jeff Smith involved as he is and with everything going, it doesn't end up like this. But basically... 
we pitched Nickelodeon a fairly complete story idea, basically um, retelling the first three volumes of the collected graphic novels. The Bones go to the ve- meet, go to the valley, meet the princess. They're in the cow race. Very simple, very straightforward movie. We got into the meetings, and immediately they wanted to change everything. They wanted the Bones to be voiced by six-year-olds, by children. They wanted to change the ending. They wanted the mood and the tone of the story to be much more kid-friendly. And we had talked about all this beforehand, so I was a little surprised. For me, the famous moment was the suggestion that Phone Bone could have magic gloves so he could make things grow. And I said, come on, he's not Jesus Christ. And in the late, he talks about how in the late 90s it seemed that every um, animated movie had a crappy pop song in it. I think that's a law somewhere. Animated film for kids? Put some crappy songs in it. But Nickelodeon did agree to know songs in writing, so the pop song thing was probably the turning point in the whole affair with me. This was about a year and a half in. We always had a wonderful time with Nickelodeon and Paramount, but one day after lunch, we sat down, and the executive there turned to me and said, we can get $12 million right now if we put a pop song in the movie. So, Jeff, do you see somewhere in the body of the film where we could put a Britney Spears or NSYNC song? And I just turned it... They were big that time. (laughs) Yes. And I turned and looked at my wife, and we looked at each other, and I said, no... I mean, that's not the kind of movie we were making. You wouldn't put a Britney Spears song in the middle of The Empire Strikes Back or the middle of Lord of the Rings. And because my wife, who is also his business partner, had insisted that clause be in the contract, they couldn't force me. Things went downhill rapidly after that. Oh, yeah. It would. Yes. Wow. Uh I almost thought it was going to be something like um, Wing Commander, where the guy who directed it was actually the guy who created the Wing Commander franchise. Yes. Uh. Well, it would be interesting if Jeff Smith himself had a hand in it, since he actually started out as an animator. He ran an animation house that did television commercials. I saw a documentary... Um, which um, I recommend if you're into Bone or want to get into it. It's available for rental on Amazon uh, on demand. It's called The Cartoonist, Jeff Smith, Bone, and the Changing Face of Comics. But that's how he basically started out. He started out, well, he, he did created the Bone characters um, in a cart- comic strip that he did in college in Ohio State University. Then I he started his own animation house for... Um, for um, doing television commercials. And then he basically became a self-published independent comic book um, author slash illustrator slash publisher. And he apparently had a lot of influence on how the indie comic book market turned out. But um, he himself has said he'd like a traditional 2D animated bone movie, but he knows that, unfortunately, in today's uh, cinematic landscape there really is no place for that so hopefully if they do it they do it well this hopefully the cg comes out well hopefully they stay true to jeff smith's vision and hopefully it does not turn out like that attempted nickelodeon there's a pop song in the middle and phone bone can make things grow with his magic gloves version Uh uh-uh so okay 
terms of the CG, I think the bones will look good in CG. They yes, they're very simplistic characters. They're very much... They they almost kind of like Snoopy without ears. They're very simple and round and white. I'm sure you could easily do that in CG. In fact, Telltale Games made video games out of the first two Bone books. So the the uh, th- I was about to continue. Yeah. No, go ahead. The three I'm uh, I remember something from Movie Bob said a while back. Um, CG looks better when it's not human. Involved. Exactly. The, there are human characters mm, in both. Through that. So it, yes. I don't know how cartoony they get be, would be. Yes. Because it's been a long time since I've seen Redbone. Yeah, the human characters are more realistic. They look like actual humans, but some of them have a cartoony aspect to them. But I don't know how you would do that, whether or not you would use live actors or whether or not you'd go with motion capture and CG them so they look like the characters in the comic. There there are so many ways you could go with this, but it will be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, that's probably the big worry. The Bones... It can be easily pulled off. Yes. Although they, it'll be strange if they go realistic, because remember, this is the studio that created Happy Feet and The Legend of Guardians. They and those look more realistic. Yes. They they had exaggerated features or at least uh, cartoony characteristics. At least Happy Feet did, but they still look like real penguins. So. This is going to be an interesting thing. We got we'll wait on this until we actually see a trailer. Exactly. Because still pictures will do nothing. Yes. Uh, but moving on, um, let's discuss some of the DV- uh, There's like three DVD announcements recently. Um, one is the re-release of. Yes! Yeah, it has this weird history of not being released. Uh, allow me to explain? Yes. Bobo was a Shonen Jump anime that ran for a couple years, tragically got cut short before the original one was able to finish, and the sequel series never got an adaptation in turn. Essentially, to describe the plot, it's what happened if you just got a haircut, then got drunk and watched Fist of the North Star and Dragon Ball, and this is what the dream would be. Mostly a send-up of shonen cliches, Bobo was about a giant muscle-bound man with a yellow afro who, who travels around taking down the evil Hair Hunt Empire, or the Hair Hunt... It's hard to move on the such... Yeah, people who hate hair that try to chop it off, which is mystical fist of the nose hair. Which is literally... There's no... Let's see. Notable side characters include Don Patch, a talking orange sun guy who is the torment on stealing spotlight, Jelly Jiggler, who a living pile of gelatin who sound, who looks like Gumby who gets abused, Softin, who is more of a serious character if it wasn't for the soft sword Max thing that kind of looks like poop. Gasser, who is fairly normal, except for the fact that he can use thoughts. And Beauty, who is the only sane person, and she constantly freaks out about the insanity around her. Basically, she is us reacting to... 
What would happen if you really did see all that in real life? That does sound redundant. Bubba Bolan and Toonami from 2005 to 2007 had a couple DVDs, but kind of got shot when the distributor Illumatune kind of folded. And now it has a finally been revealed that it'll have a new distributor. Um, who is it's a it's someone I never heard of before. Yeah, they've been kind of doing a couple things. The this is like one of their first major anime saying, uh, Schmore Entertainment. What else have they released? Um, I'm not sure, actually. Uh, the Littles, uh, you remember that cartoon. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember the little bit. Well, that's our story. So do I. Let's see. Schmore Entertainment. It seems that they've released a lot of mainly public domain stuff, but it looks like I'm seeing here that they also, um, they have the rights to, um, that this week they announced that they've acquired the rights to Galaxy Express 999 from Toei, and they are going to release that on DVD for the first time with English subtitles. Hmm, I thought it would be a discotheque release, because they are the ones that have been buddy up with Toei in terms of In old catalog. school stuff. Yeah, yeah. the Bobobo DVD, it's going to be the first half of the series, 30-day episodes, on both English subtitled and the dub. And it's good that we're going to have the dub, because the dub was hilarious. It's, it's like the only time Bob Buckles was ever actually funny, like his writing. Hmm. You know, he's hmm. the guy who wrote the lame jokes on Digimon and the Ravemaster dub. Uh. This... On the other hand, was funny because the, its content was, that was never meant to be taken seriously in the first place. Oh yeah, and uh, so that's a good thing. It'll be coming out in its entire. Yes. Um, It'll be coming out late March. Let's twenty seventh. Let's see. Also getting a release is um. Trying to look it up. Um, Bob's Burger Season 1. The only other good thing, the one of the few things that isn't being preventing from being, um, that is preventing Fox's animation domination from being entirely Seth MacFarlane. The first season will come out on DVD April 17th. It will have audio outtakes featuring, uh, the stars H. John Benjamin, Kristen Shaw, and the rest of the gang. A um, story extension about how one of the characters, Louise, names the Burger of the Day with custom animation and voiceover from Kristen Shaw. The original demo of Bob's Burgers, audio commentaries, and a music video inspired by an original song from the series. This will be interesting because I have yet to see Bob's Burgers. I've heard good things about it. Have y'all seen it or I haven't, but I've I've read a lot of good reviews about it, so well, I may try dipping into that in Hulu Plus. I think it's still on there. Yes. Have you seen it, Don? No. I've pulled the 
they don't have any female voice acting, and that really pisses me off. Well, they do have a female voice. Kristen Shaw is a woman. Uh, she has a very cute, childlike voice, um, which um, I think, much like, say, Sarah Silverman belies the fact that she usually does off-color things. Um, yeah. I assume she was this a is the Daily same. Show contributor. Yes, she was. And not, I mean, honestly, I didn't like her at. It was like, eh. Yeah. She was funny sometimes. It, it, it's just that short of shtick. Woman yeah. with cute voice who says dirty things. So. I liked her uh, Her liked her when she was promoting stuff, like uh, the Xperia Play. Yeah. She was a spokesperson for that, especially around Minecraft time. Yes. And then, um... But it also stars Ace John Benjamin, a.k.a. Yes. Archer. Yes. And if you want to know the description of Bob's Burgers, it follows a third-generation restaurateur, Bob Welcher, who runs Bob's Burgers with the help of his wife and three kids. Despite his greasy counters, lousy location, and occasionally spotty service, Bob is convinced his burgers speak for themselves. So, hey, it will be good. And getting back onto the pony train. Uh, Literally. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic the Friendship Express will be coming out February 28th from Shop yeah. Factory. And... It, there was a bit of controversy about this because, of course, the bronies want Shout Factory to treat My Little Pony as they do all of Hasbro's things, you know, give it the full season set treatment. But uh, Shout Factory has explained, you know, even though there is a large fan base, there will be... Um, it, it's uh, there probably won't be enough sales. This is sort of the, the sort of show that you know parents would pick up for their children, and they're more interested in budget titles um, than the um, uh, fancy stuff. But this DVD will feature alongside standard kitty extras such as sing-alongs and coloring pages, um, five episodes of the series, the two-part pilot, Over a Barrel, Hearth's Warming Eve, and The Last Roundup, which was this week's episode, which, as we mentioned, caught attention because of Derpy's first speaking appearance. Okay, so it's just five random episodes. Yeah, Exactly. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, it also has Yipper Caper, the first episode of the new Pound Puppies cartoon. And it's all going to be 15 bucks. Yes. This is rubbish. Rubbish. Oh, I, I hope Transformers Prime sales bomb then. Their stupid season one DVD on Blu-ray, no less. Because I tell you something, no one talks about that show. Uh, I've seen bits of it. It's just, uh, it's okay-ish. But mm, I just wish you know they got around to actually you know Hasbro to releasing it their stuff beyond iTunes. Like, I'd rather watch this on my Xbox. I can't watch it on my Xbox. Because they don't have Transformers content, the only Transformers in G.I. Joe, Transformer content, or any Hasbro content is the G1 stuff that is released via Shout Factory's section. But it's really... But um, continuing on, the final other release will be Pushing Boots, which will be coming out on the 24th of February on DVD, Blu-ray, and in 3D Blu-ray. 
and you know all the various combo I'm packs. Still, I'm still not. I'm still mad. What do you mean sales will not support? This is a fandom that manages to start a fan blog that went over a hundred million in less than a year. And then there's the t-shirts. there's movement here, and the t-shirts. This is a viable brand. Yes. I'm sorry, but this isn't the the goddamn G cartoon. <laughs> this has a fandom, a massive fandom, mind you, that is outside of that demographic of people yeah. who could buy this. Yes. It's because it's a fucking ghost show, which is what's scaring people off. They, I, I, it there's won't be a until huge... 20 years and like it did with Jim. Yes. I like society's going to live that long. We can debate over that later. Yes. But yeah, they mean, like, uh, they should, like, try to really. Like, experiment one time. Just release season one in its entirety on DVD. Make it like either an Amazon exclusive or whatnot. If you're yes. Out all that. Or if you want to prove it, that could sell movie series out of the out of its limited reach of just being a single DVDs of random episodes and... Yes being only available on iTunes. Yes. Um, I'm just looking here on Equestria Daily, which is one of the most famous My Little Pony fan sites online, and um, the... and um, a Shout Factory, they they made some very interesting points um, from their point of view, but I can understand why people such as Don and others would be annoyed, but it is interesting to hear what they have to say from their point of view. Basically, the fact that there is no guarantee that if they made season sets, there would be enough, enough, you know, retailers, yeah, interest, retailers that would be willing to stock them and thus, you know, make it viable for them to pay to actually produce these things and they comment here about um, fandom and such for a four disc complete first season we'd probably need somewhere in the realm of 30 to 50,000 sold through for there to be the chance of a second full season volume that means we didn't just sell them to stores because they can return their copies for a complete refund anytime they want and the more they return the fewer they buy of the next volume if any but we sold them to stores and the stores then sold them to you the customers this is when you say oh there are way more than 30 to 50,000 fans piece of cake I have no problem with this. I'm also a big fan of community, but I don't need to own it. And I'm a DVD collector. Just because there are incredible fans, the numbers don't traditionally translate to guaranteed sales. There are a few notable exceptions to this rule. Star Wars and Star Trek have particularly large followings. But even with all of the merchandise those franchises have sold, imagine the number of people who love them without ever having bought an action figure or book or collectible lithograph, etc. The percentage of Brony fans willing to buy a $30 to $40 complete season set must be high enough to warrant us spending the thousands of dollars it takes to produce, manufacture, and market the set. And every one of those sets needs to have been sold within North America since we only have the North American rights. 
can't you just make it available online for fans? There's another reason why we can't do this. We don't have some lowly temp here to buy DVDs upon your request. We manufacture everything we produce. So that means there's a minimum number that has to be manufactured, and believe it or not, the fewer the make, the more expensive it is. It's not on demand, like more yes. archive. Exactly. While I have no doubt there are enough bronies out there to warrant a complete first season, are there enough that are aware of the release, online only, willing to buy it, and living in North America? Again, believe it or not, not all bronies hang out on the internet forums dedicated to My Little Pony. Not Not all bronies even realize they are called bronies. If we can't get them to let them know one of their favorite shows is available on DVD, how are we going to sell enough to validate spending the money and then expressly going against the wishes of the retailers who've requested single-disc releases that now have direct competition with a complete season that's only available online? There are tons of factors fans don't think about. They just walk Uh, into... They're kind of underestimating... Fans, I mean, it's the internet. Something spreads like Wi-Fi too. Explain where is the market for something as obscure as the 90s cops cartoon, which managed to get two DVD releases. I can't explain. Yes. Um, the business is a fickle thing, and so are They're the making people. shit up to cover their asses, what I think. Honestly, they probably wanted to test the waters first. I'll buy 50 if they... That would... I would gladly buy 50 and just bury them in a... If just to bury 49 in a hole, if it would just give me a shot at a Season 1 DVD. So, yes, maybe all the fans will do this. They'll buy them. uh, They'll buy them all and then bury them. And eventually, My Little Pony, the Friendship Express DVDs will be like E.T. cartridges. There are so many of them that they have to bury them under the desert. Yep. Right. In fact, if I can convince people, maybe if I can contact someone on Equestria Daily to do that, they'll... And take a picture and then send it to the Shout Factory. Like, we want that. We bought these DVDs. Now now give us the first season. Yes, but then again, now that I think about it, that would be kind of inflating the numbers, too. If you, if, like, say, only 10 people bought, like, 100,000 DVDs, it would still, well... I, I guess they wouldn't realize that they were all sold to the same f- person, but it would kind of be artificially inflating the dumps. But... It would be better if everyone if everyone bought one on Equestria Daily, who is like a registered member, bought one That's DVD. true. Kind of like a grassroots campaign. That would make sense. Buy it to show that there is enough fan demand for a full season release. The guy said Saudi Thousand. I'll show them Saudi Thousand. All right. But uh, moving on to the final DVD release, it's there's DreamWorks revealed the um, the uh, tech specs and the SKUs for Puss in Boots on for DreamWorks Puss in Boots, which is going to be interesting because I now have because I did see the William. The DVD for the William Shatner Puss in Boots. 
I'm willing to do an entire thing comparing both that and the Antonio Banderas character. But, um, Puss in Boots uh, will be coming out February 24th on, uh, let's see. DVD, double pack DVD, which will contain a the movie in widescreen format, special features. Special features including, which will be available on all the DV, all the SKUs, including perfect pairings, the voice behind the Le voices behind the legends, and several deleted scenes. The double pack DVD, which will also include a, which will also be available in the two disc Blu-ray and the three disc DVD. In the three disc 3D, will be Puss in Boots, the Three Diablos, and the Catch Me Out, Kid Cat, Letterbox Dance Off. Klepto Kitty, Click, Kitty Keyboard, Fairy Tale Pop Up, and Kitty Strikes Again. The two disc Blu-ray and three disc DVD, 3D sets will all be in HD and include more stuff. And it'll be again two disc. It'll be DVD, double pack DVD, two disc Blu-ray DVD combo pack with digital copy, and a three disc 3D Blu-ray Blu-ray. DVD and DVD combo pack with digital copy. Hmm. Kind of interesting, since I was reading that um, DreamWorks Animation, uh, I think their things uh, usually sell well, but they were um, and they were commenting about the fact that uh, Goldman Sachs recently downgraded them to sell because of the fact that um, Puss in Boots didn't do as well in the box office as they expected it to, and uh, I don't think as many people bought Kung Fu Panda 2 on DVD as they expected, so their earnings were less than expected. And this comes at around the same time that uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg basically, again, wants to be the next Michael Eisner, basically. He's he's planning on a, a live How to Train Your Dragon show um, along the lines of the Walking with Dinosaurs live show. Um, he um, wants to sever ties with Paramount once the contract inspires and basically release the films himself uh, through DreamWorks Animation, which I assume would... So they know, would cost... be their own distributor. Exactly. Worldwide, which will be a little bit trickier because I know that the... Um, because what Paramount doing is because they, it takes the burden off of them in terms of, you know... Exactly. Distribution. I don't know who it's... I think DreamWorks releases their stuff DVD by themselves. Yes. And according to this, uh, it will expire. The agreement granted Paramount the worldwide rights to distribute all animated films, including previous release, until the delivery of 13 new animated feature films or December 31st, 2012, whichever, whatever comes last. Uh, let's see. Trying to count all these films, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to see which ones. I think Over the Hedge was the first movie. Yes, uh, I I'm which what was the first one released through Paramount? January 31st, 2006. So... Over the Hedge, according to Wiki. Yes, according to Wiki, Over the Hedge came out before that, uh, May 19th. So. What was January thirty first, two thousand six was the day the deal began. Okay. Over the Heads so, came out May nineteenth. Then Flushed okay, Away, so, Shrek the okay. Third, 
B movie, Kung Fu Panda, Madagascar 2. Watch Monsters vs. Aliens, How to Train Your Dragon, Shrek 4, Megamind, Kung Fu Panda 2, and Puss in Boots. So that's 12 films. 13th will be, in either way, the tw- if you don't count over to Hedge, 12th and 13th it's... will expire literally this year. Madagascar yes. 3 comes out on June 8th, and on November 21st, it's Rise of the Guardians. Yes. Which, booting it up, is going to be a... Uh, Formerly titled The Guardians of Childhood, it's based on William Joyce's forthcoming Guardians of Childhood books. Mm-hmm. Film stars Dakota Goyo, Alec Baldwin, Hugh Jackman, Chris Pine, Isla Fisher, and Jude Law. Ooh, it's an interesting concept. The Guardians happen to be well-known mythological figures who team up. Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and Jack Frost, who are attempting to stop the Boogeyman. That sounds like it could be kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. Chris Pine is Jack Frost. Isla Fisher is uh, Tooth Fairy. Hugh Jackman is the Easter Bunny. Jude Law is the Boogeyman. Alec Baldwin is Santa. <laughs> wow. Ugh. That just sounds like schlock to me. Yes, but then again, DreamWorks has always been the one for big voice casting. Pixar um, does celebrities too, but they usually do it to fit the role. Um, DreamWorks is sort of the type to do here the biggest name actors possible, but usually who they choose is is a good fit. But sometimes I guess it doesn't work. But story is king, and that's why Pixar is king. Yes. But according to um, Wiki, it's being it's Rise of the Guardians is coming from William. It's being directed by Peter Ramsey and co-directed by William Joyce. Yes. William Joyce was the creator of Meet the Robinsons. Yes, William Joyce is a very well-known uh, children's author. William uh, uh, Meet the Robinsons was based on a book of his, as was the television series, which was also put out by Disney, Roly Poly Oly. So. Okay, it was actually, according to Wiki, originally the film was set to be released on November 2nd, 2012. But DreamWorks pushed the film to November 21st to avoid competition with Monsters University, the sequel to Monsters Incorporated. Yes. Which has sequel. Been, yes. Which has been pushed to November 2nd to avoid competition with Breaking Dawn. Yes. And now I see that Monsters University has been pushed to June 2013. With re- being replaced by Wreck-It Ralph, their uh, Disney's... Um, Yes. Children's video game. They're all watched to 80s video games. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to a trailer for that because the premise sounds interesting. Yeah. And it's from Rich Moore is the director. He directed a lot of classic Simpsons episodes like um, Marge versus the Monorail and Cape Fear. And he also won an Emmy for directing the Futurama episode Roswell that ends well. So So it sounds like he's... So in that case, he sounds like he's going to have a hilarious... It's going to be entertaining. Yes. This is John C. Riley. Yes. The concept sounds very fun. Um, Basically, uh, should I go into it or not? Um, Reading the um, Wikipedia stuff, it says, Tells the story of Wreck-It Ralph, an arcade game bad guy who's determined to prove he can be a good guy. 
Exactly. The basic concept is that um, after the arcade closes down, all the video game characters can go into each other's games through the power strip. And basically, Ralph is the, a Donkey Kong type character who uh, who wants to prove that just because he's a bad guy who tears down buildings doesn't mean he's a, literally a bad guy and wants to prove he can be a hero too. So he tries to sneak into other video games games, one of which is a Halo knockoff with Jane Lynch as a drill sergeant, and the other is a Mario Kart type game um, with a cute character who may not be so cute as she seems voiced by Sarah Silverman, and apparently chaos ensues um, because of Ralph's meddling, and he is the only one who is able to fix what he broke, so it sounds like a very fun premise. I'll be looking forward to when Disney starts putting out trailers for this later in the year. So. And there's going to be more cameos according to this. Cinema. Oh yes. There's going to be uh, uh, there's a reference to they're going to actually reference uh, I think they said uh there's going yes. to be Pac-Man Ghost. Yes. The, the Wikipedia um, article. You yep. mean cuz I'm seeing the Pac-Man Ghost and Kano from Mortal Kombat. I don't know if it's actually going to be them or pastiches of them, but basically they were commenting about here here that um they comment here that the um that he is basically like at uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, except in this case it's like um for video game bad guys, and one of them is a a ghost um from Pac-Man. I don't know if it's the actual one or a pastiche of them, but and. But considering, like, Toy Story had, you know, yes. Mr. Potato Man. Yes, that's Potato true. Head. Yes. Potato Head, yeah, and also Barbie. Yes. They could probably work something out with, um, you know, Namco Bandai to get Pac-Man Ghost in there. Yes, that's true. Kano will be a different subject because that's Warner Brothers. That's true. Uh. And an M-rated game. But then again, yes. there is a Halo knockoff. Yes. It will be very interesting to see what this film turns out to be. So, Definitely one of those under-the-radar things that I'm very looking forward to in 2012. So, But probably the one thing I'm not expected to look forward to, which is out now, Axe Anarchy. Ah, uh, yes. Let's wrap this up with the Axe Anarchy. We'll talk about Axe Anarchy. Axe has decided to make a... Co- comic book the vote which is also user generated people can go on to youtube.com forward slash axe read the comic and vote and vote yes. on how, what what could be done on it like yes. where it will be set where who they who will be the main villains etc etc and they can also get an opportunity to be drawn into the comic and the p- panels and the pages are being drawn as we speak actually yes um, they even hired the, Scott Liddell to write it. Yes. Thing is, this is Axe. Yes. And given what Scott Liddell has... Ooh, excuse me. Given what Scott Liddell has been quote-unquote famous for, basically, in the past, which is basically Starfire more or less whoring herself out, perhaps and he's for, the first... In the first issue, they toned her down a little... Okay. Before in the... 
of recent issues. Yes, but perhaps... It still should die a horrible death, though. Yeah. Yes. But perhaps it is the perfect fit, because basically the axe trademark of women going insane over men is here in spades but but since this is um there is also anarchy is also the first scent um axe perfume which will have a perfume for women uh, the other um, body spray for women and the, the there's yes anarchy it, is i seen the ant actually went to walmart yesterday and they had the anarchy um body wash for men Yes. It's going to be still body wash, deodorant, body spray, and shampoo for men, but this is the yes. first fragrance for women. Yes. And basically, the comic so far is the invention of anarchy, which is so successful that it basically breaks the social inhibitions that keep men and women apart. And not surprisingly, both the men and the women go wild for each other, leading our scientists to say, uh, while looking very sexy and perhaps um, um, with a very bizarre form-fitting dress, um, which clearly... New 52-ish. It looks like something from New 52 Chevrolet yes. design. <laughs> yes, which clearly shows her ample bosoms as she holds and up... And her ass, too. Yes. We wanted to unlock mutual attraction between men and women, but what I've created is anarchy. I like the ad, though. They have the television ad for it, where it's just, you know, guy, like, running and being busted, and then the and the female police officer chasing after him, and it's, like, you know, it's getting they're getting hot from, you know, running. Yes. They basically went down to their... And then when they meet, they... before And they come together, and then, bam! They, censoring them is the cannons of acts for him and hacks for her. I don't know. I buy it. I have actually... I like the... I actually like their previous Excite campaign. But say it made it into like a weird eight bit game, flash browser based game. And it was actually pretty neat. And I like the fact that this company is doing stuff like that, but then again, this is Axe. I should be suing them for not because I'm not getting all the ladies attracted to me because of the smells. Maybe I should also stop. Axe is a company that said that if you try our body spray, angels will fall out of the sky. Yes, and I have a can of Excite and two bottles of Shock. But even stranger is the fact that I love the the, the knockoff uh, that I've seen in CBS CBS Pharmacy called um, Blade. Blade, oh man, it has some of the weirdest stuff. Like it's more like spirit power animals than. Axe, like a shadow is the spirit out. There's like a one where wolves and sharks and eagles. Very ridiculous. Yes. Oh man. Anyone? Anyone else have anything to say before we wrap? Uh, wrap this up. Like who else has read the Axe Anarchy stuff? Not Millie. Well, I just skimmed through it and. 
it's pretty ridiculous, and but it seems like the sort of thing Linkara would make fun of. But then again, I think that's the point. Um, the Axe campaign has always been, you know, basically more or less without um, actually saying it. They basically imply this stuff is going to get you laid, and the the thing seems to be in spades here so but it will be interesting to see the fact that um there's some sort of audience interaction in this case uh um the um they're voting right now on whether or not the villain that should be introduced should be um two bald-headed men or an attractive woman not surprisingly the woman is in the lead so yeah and the fact that users are getting if if you like sync that to your Facebook profile, they'll use that photo and they'll draw you in it. Yes. Or, you know, you'll be in that comic. Yes. But yeah, let's just wrap this up by just playing the Mega Upload song. The glorious, glorious Mega Upload song. Yes. Let's hope that uh, Rainbow Dash and Derpy have finally figured out this music system that we've installed. Mm hmm. Um, Take it away, girls. Yep. See you next. See you hopefully on episode eight. If not, whatever's um, contact us. E- email realscratchpad at gmail dot com. Visit the site real the realscratchpad.wordpress.com or follow us on Twitter at tetrasort at rwmead at the real don east. And so- and. And the Scratchpad has its own Twitter as well, at Real Scratchpad. Mm-hmm. Until next time, Mega, Mega Upload. Mega Upload! For free! Anything I can do to help? No, nothing! In the name of Celestia, I don't want to do any more damage than you've already done. Mega I just upload. don't know what went wrong. Yeah, it's a Mega mystery. Upload, upload. Upload to me today, send me a file, mega upload, mega upload, low, low. And when I gotta send files across the globe, I use mega upload, mega, mega upload. And when I gotta send files across the globe, I use mega upload. I use Mega Uploads, man. I like to use Mega Uploads. Yeah, I like Mega Uploads. I like Mega Uploads. I love Mega Uploads. I love Mega Uploads. I love Mega Uploads because it moves fast just like I like it. M-E-G-A, upload to me today. Send me a file. Mega Uploads of me today. Send me a file. Mega upload. Mega low, low. Mega. Mega upload. Check it out. Check it out. Mega upload. For free. Mega upload. Check it out. Check it out. Mega upload. For free. Mega upload. Cause it's fast. Fast as hell. Yeah. Mega upload, cause it's fast. Fast as hell. Check it out. Check it out. Amazing. M-E-G-A, upload to me today. Send me a file.